you know that's like it's it's our (laughs) (laughs) it's about a time to not to talk we need a lot of support from our families yeah it's gonna help us to grow faster easier don't get me wrong if you have a goal that you have nobody around you you gotta do what you gotta do yeah you know it doesn't matter yeah what you gotta do what you gotta do but it would definitely give us the privilege to have a smoother journey when we have that surrounding support uh-huh right how was it for you i i think i'm really lucky actually mm-hmm. that i have a really supportive environment mm-hmm. Um, one thing I do find is that I, when I used to live alone, because I live with my partner. Okay. So when I used to live on my own, mm-hmm. I was a lot more productive on the writing front. Because, okay. you know, if something happened or I was thinking something and I'd sit down and I'd instantly pick up an instrument and, and I'd just be able to rent, uh, like vent very freely. Okay. But I think when you live with someone... Yeah. Although it's not an invasion of privacy by any means, because you can still be in two separate rooms or of whatever, course. you don't. I f- well, I feel like I don't quite have the same. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say confidence because I don't think it's that I'm, I'm. I'm lacking the confidence to sit down and write because I. I still do, but I think a lot of my my evenings, I'm like, oh, let's spend time together mm. and let's do stuff together or. Okay. You know, and so you that's, don't have that's, that same... That's a very interesting thing. Yeah, that's a very like internal, I, I'm doing everything for me. And it's, you know, you mm. think you live your life with the other person when you live together. It's not just all about how you are going to spend your time and if you're going to write, if you're going to play. But that's actually one of the things that we talk about on the podcast as well, because I, I assume it's a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Especially when you have a partner. Uh, you think about them. Right, it's yeah. totally natural because even if they, even if they're in another room, right, and you're in your you're you're in your own room, after a few hours you just want to give them some attention, mm-hmm. right, because you feel that you're so selfish that you're just sitting there yeah. not giving them attention, but at the same time it comes maybe uh, with the other side of it that you might not feel as creative yeah. right as when you're alone yeah. does that make sense it does. so how do you how do you balance it out well one of the things so when we moved into the the house that we're in at the moment i was just feeling really uninspired and you know we were kind of renovating it all so everything was just a mess okay. and i said i need one room where that is where I'm going to be creative. I need to make sure that I can go into this room and feel a spark of joy when I go in. Because I think in the whole house, I didn't have a room where I felt excited to be in it. That separation is very important. Yeah, separation. Yeah, absolutely. And so I kind of had this little side room in the house and we decorated it and and made it all as creative as possible. That's where I film my podcast now and I write stuff and... And it's nice. By the way, everybody, she's got a podcast going on. <laughs> she's doing some brilliant work. I'm going to put the link down below in the description. Make sure you go down there, click on it, and listen to her and support her. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And so that was a big, a big thing because mm-hmm. suddenly I had a space again where I could be me. And when I went into that room... Like he would go off and I don't know play video games or do his own thing, and yeah. so we we had our own time then to just do what we wanted to do. And, mm. and as soon as one of us goes into like one of those rooms, then that, you know we know you know that's, that's like 
That's the it's, time. It's, Please be quiet, Meta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a time to yeah, not to talk. Yeah. <laughs> but it's nice because it's so it's, respectful. Just like you know, it's not it, like an it, awkward. I think it's essential. Yeah. I think it's essential. Talking about this so, um, subject of social media, very hot topic, right? How do you do it? Yeah. <laughs> Good with, question. With, with today's pressure from left and right, you scroll and you see everybody's posting content like five times a day. They're on different platforms from LinkedIn to um, you name it. They're going on Twitch and yeah. putting a live there. They're on TikTok. They're on Instagram. And it gives you a lot of pressure. So I should do more of this. I should do more of that. I try and keep up, but it's intense. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it can be brain mashing at oh, the best of times, can't it? Absolutely. Um, I think finding a way that works for you, not trying to compete with people. Um, I find now, like, if I just document things about my life as they come naturally, mm -hmm. then that's a good way of... of keeping people updated with what you're doing mm. without it feeling forced. Okay. Um and and also but then you can yeah still still keeping that little bit of privacy for yourself but just somehow you know just giving people a little sprinkle of like I'm still alive I'm still I'm still going on you know um and then uh, when it comes to kind of release time and you've got like the new song or the new video whatever that's when I just absolutely explode on social media <laughs> so I either go like crazy 110 percent or mm. just like just odd little bits you know <laughs> okay that, that's actually a good strategy that i realize a lot of artists use it they try to uh, repurpose the content yeah in different ways you yeah. know some part of their life as long as they're happy to show that content like on social platforms and show different aspects of their being maybe their yeah gym well personality or, nowadays i think it's a big thing it's a massive thing mm. and i think personality can sell a lot more music than even maybe the music it can, can sell, sell itself yeah. Yeah. yeah you can see on like a tiktok or in, in a lot yeah. of uh, different platforms that somebody just like playing with a cat or their dog yeah and it just gets like millions and millions of attention yeah yeah, yeah. Right? i mean the one person who always springs to mind when i think about stuff like this is lewis capaldi i have never seen so many exposed penises in my life mm. because he's so funny yeah and he really just has built himself up this huge fan base just because people love him for his personality mm -hmm. whereas i think there are some singers out there who maybe don't show a lot of their personality. They don't show their personal life. And so you, I don't want to say that they're forgotten about, but compared to the people who really draw people in and make you feel like they're your friend, mm. you know, they're, they're kind of almost put to the back of your mind, the people who don't do that as much. And it's really difficult. If you're a very private person mm. who doesn't necessarily want to share a lot about their life, sure. how do you get people onto your side? That, that was actually my question. How do you draw the line of private life mm -hmm. and personal life. Mm. It is a tough one now. I mean, there's a, not a lot of privacy mm. nowadays. Yeah, sure. A lot. Uh, yeah, I do. I think, I think about what I post, I do. And I think, uh, you know, I don't necessarily tend to post a lot of my holiday pictures mm. or family pictures or anything like that. Like, to me, that's my experience. And I'll share maybe, like, odd nice things that are, are going to leave a nice impression, I guess, sure. in a way. And I don't want to okay. have the, I don't know, the impact where I'm not a family-friendly artist. You know, mm. I, I'm not saying, like, don't show bikini pictures and things like that, sure. but that's just not me as an artist. That's sure. just, like, 
not what I want to appeal to. That's you know, it. there are young people that I appeal to and I don't want to have that, be that kind of role model. I want to be someone mm. who is a, a, a free soul in other ways. You know, sure, I'm a creative-driven kind of person and that's what yeah. I kind of want to portray. And, and so I show those things about my personal life. But... I don't know that's just how I naturally live my life anyway and so a lot of just what I do naturally comes out in my social media post for that reason does that make sense yeah of course (laughs) how do you handle constructive or maybe in some cases because we don't know the other person who's commenting on our work right maybe in some cases destructive Uh uh-huh comments i can see that it's a tough one i think everything on the internet you have to take with a pinch of salt Mm. And you have to remember that this person Normal doesn't know or- you. Wait, wait, is that supposed to be some kind of joke? <laughs> Just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it, it's really hard not to take things personally mm. because naturally we all want to, we want everyone to like us. Approve. You know, yeah, yeah, that's it. And if someone doesn't like us, then that really knocks our confidence because they're like, I'm just being me. Why doesn't this person like me? But you forget that this person is a stranger and they're only seeing, they're judging you entirely on this one thing. They don't know your backstory. They don't know your life. They don't know the decisions you've made to get to this point, the hardships you've faced, you know? They don't know any of that. And... And people on the internet have no filter, you know, they say what they see and yeah. and that's it. And so you almost just have to, as hard as it is, just ignore it. Mm. And and it's hard, especially I think when it's like a, a very maybe specific comment on how you look or something like that, like things that you can't change about yourself, that's when it's difficult. Mm-hmm. And um, and I remember putting a video up on, I can't remember if it was on Facebook or something like that years and years ago and it got tons of comments about my nostrils flaring what? <laughs> and I was just like what man I'm almost telling you I can smoke you though I can't help that my nose moves when I sing like leave me alone and I just thought I'm not even gonna bother answering <laughs> you know it's out of my control there's a saying that says any publicity it's good publicity. <laughs> it right? is until it gets in here. Oh, yeah, that's very true. As long as you're able to manage it, yeah. it doesn't get to you. Yeah. Perfectly fine, doesn't matter. Yeah, and I think going back to your point earlier about what is happiness and why, like, how, how are you happy now? Like, that is a, a good point as to why I'm happy in the position I'm in now and why... Big stadium gigs and big labels and things like that aren't necessarily what I think are happiness to me anymore because I don't think I could cope with press a million times a day posting stories about me. Hmm. I I don't think I could deal with it because I I don't know. I just I like to make friends wherever I go. When I play a gig, I meet the people. I make friends with the people, and so every experience that I put myself into has always been a positive one or I try and make it a positive one mm-hmm. and seeing constant like you see these celebrities online and they're being ripped to shreds and it's mm. I don't know how they cope with it I really don't know how they cope mm. with it because it's just toxic yeah sure. and it's it should be illegal you know if you've got an opinion on someone think whether you'd say that to their face. And if you wouldn't say it to their face, then just don't say it. But have you noticed that brings a lot of traffic? I'm sorry, what? I'm not saying it's a good thing. 
or yeah. a bad thing. I'm not saying if it's positive or negative. Yeah. But I've noticed that brings a lot of traffic. I don't know why. Yeah. But it seems like negativity and hate yeah. brings more traffic. Top secret. Yeah. Comparing to positive. People like drama. Yeah. Yeah. That's very yeah. true. That's very We've true. We've built up a world where people live for the, the reality shows. And look look at the movies that are out I there. I know. Yeah. Well, everything now, I think, is just like exaggerated for entertainment purposes. Yeah. And sure. that is filtering into life now. I mean... A really rubbish example, but you just have to think of like Coronation Street, like yeah, 40 true. years ago or however long it's been. Like when it first started, it was a very real life kind of program. And, and the big dramas in it would be that someone dropped a hot pot or something like that. You know, it would it would just be very realistic things that people could relate to. And that's why people watched it, because they could put their own lives to it. But Absolutely. now you watch Coronation Street and like three people are murdered a week and yeah. and stuff and so everything is just exaggerated and we need we're constantly looking for a source of entertainment and if we don't have like something crazy going on that we can grab onto then life is boring but it's mm. not you know yeah. it's just that you can still be really content in just looking at the life you've got and the world around you and just being content with that but we don't we always outsource we need extra mm. extra drama in our lives to spruce it up and stuff and I, th I don't know I think I'm just very content now with the life that I've got and I don't need any extra drama I'm not interested <laughs> in extra drama I just can't I can't I can't I can't <laughs> <laughs> Sam tell me how do you network a lot of it's social media okay social media or um open mics mm -hmm. so I still like to go to a few open mics I host a few open mics um, and I really enjoy that because when I go out to play a normal gig, it's just me and my engagement with the audience. Whereas at open mics, you get to watch other musicians and then you can talk to those other musicians and find out mm. how they write their songs or what they're recording at the moment or what journey they've been on. And you get to meet so many more people and then they'll recommend you or they'll keep you in mind for a future project or vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, and I've met so many people that way. So many people. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. even sound producers and things will go along to open mics and look for people they can work with. And oh, so absolutely. you meet so many people. Sam, do you have plan B? Plan B? Plan B? We need a plan C, D, E. <laughs> Mm. Not that I'm suggesting <laughs> that it's not going to work, by the way. That's not my suggestion. But in, in the mm. back of our mind, we always have our own doubts. Uh -huh. doesn't matter, I think, wherever we, all, wherever we are in the ladder of success, there are times that we doubt ourselves. Is that really necessary? Yep. And we think that, oh, should I? Should I go to an art vibe? Should, should I do this? Should, should, I have, should I have done it like differently? Uh-huh. So do you have plan B? <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, when it was uh, in, the lock, in the lockdown, the pandemic lockdown, I ended up having like a little job on the side of my music when my music went very quiet. Mm hmm and it only confirmed to me that I really couldn't do a normal job in the future. <laughs> I just, because I work for myself doing music and I can work at my own pace and sure. and so I couldn't not do that going forward. And so I think if I wasn't doing music, I'd still have to do something 
creative and work for myself okay. in some way or another. Mm. It yeah. would be something related to art and being creative. Yeah, probably, and... probably like interior design or mm. like a wedding planner or something. Mm, I don't okay. know because I love I love those kind of things. Interesting. But yeah, so it'd be something creative. Mm. Yeah, it'd have to be. Mm. Tell me about the struggling times. I uh, I mean the biggest one that comes up for me right now is when I lost my dad, wow. um, and I lost my dad in the lockdown. Wow, during COVID. Yeah. And was it because of COVID? No, no, wow. it was very sudden. Um, okay. So my dad was very healthy, very active, um, and just his heart stopped, simple as that, and wow. gone in five seconds. And it wow. completely Sorry, turned my life around. Um, that's the hardest thing by a mile I've ever, ever had to go through. And I think now, even now, I'm still, I still get like... I still fall into the pits of it sometimes, sure. you know? Like, Absolutely. even on the way here, one of his favourite songs came on the radio and I was like, ah! wow. <laughs> you never quite, you know, get over something like that. But that has been the biggest emotional journey for me. Mm. Huge. And I think I stopped music, I stopped everything because I couldn't uh, function. And my dad was very involved with my music. And so whenever mm. I even picked up a guitar, I, I just cried. I couldn't, I couldn't, because it just wow. made me think of my dad. Um, and it just felt like everything, I'd been robbed of everything, not just my dad, but my love of everything in my life. You know, it was a really, a strange thing to even put into words. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's very hard. How do you cope with such a thing? How do you... How do you do it? I don't know. I mean, it was especially in lockdown because I was on my own. I was living wow. on my own at this point. And um, I, I just, yeah, I ended up phoning the doctor and I was just like, look, I need help. I don't know what to do at all. I don't, I, I don't, know, I don't know how to help myself. Um, and the doctors were just a nightmare. I think they were probably inundated with a lot of people that they sure. were trying to support as well of course um and it ended up being i think sort of was it like six or nine months before i got any help and and when they finally phoned me back to say do you still need some help and i said yes and they said right we want to recommend you to a charity so they couldn't even give me any help themselves because they didn't have that support available um and they referred me to a, a bereavement charity and I had some group support sessions with this charity. And that that was a very big thing, I think, in helping me overcome it. Because it was the first time I'd talked to anyone about what had happened. And the first time I'd talked to other people who'd gone through the same thing. Because I was 25 and... None of my friends had lost their parents before, so I couldn't talk to anyone about it. No one understood. Mm. Um, and even the people who maybe have lost grandparents or things like that, it's not the same. Mm. I mean, my dad was like a very big figure in my life and I've lost grandparents and I've lost my auntie who I lived with and things like that. Like I've lost people, but my dad was a... a, a a I think it, 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 it depends on the relation. It does. You know, it, it, and it's different for every individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I agree, like 100%. Because I think that that is something that a lot of people go through and they 
lose their loved ones. Yeah. And as you said, obviously, the more impact that they have in your life, um, it's going to hit you harder. Yeah. Right? And so what was going on in your mind? How did you process it? How did you lift yourself back up to carry on as normal yeah I think talking in the in the group sessions like that that was the first step um and just getting it out and and being able to have that kind of understanding um and then with music I knew I couldn't pick up my guitar because that would just make me think of my dad and but I I was like I can't not do it this is something I've always loved doing I can't I can't just put this away forever okay. and so I got out uh, an old piano mm-hmm. uh, and I had I, I although I do have a little attachment with the piano to my dad like from when I was a kid and he'd teach me odd things I don't have that full attachment because guitar was more what I'd associate with my dad oddly and so I had this this separation with the piano where I could actually try and do a bit of music again without mm. getting too upset about it um and so I'd do a little bit a day and just sort of ease myself back into it until you know sometimes it would be too difficult and I'd just cry and I just couldn't mentally take it in but eventually I I did a little bit more and a little bit more like even just like playing things out of song books you know not writing just literally playing stuff so that I was doing it and listening to it again because I didn't listen to music or just like nothing I had no music at all and eventually I one day had this burst of inspiration again out of nowhere of I was like I just need to vent my thoughts right now and I ended up writing a song my first song since I'd lost my dad and it was on piano and I had this euphoric feeling of like, it's coming back. It's, I'm not damaged, you know, it's, it's, it's back. It's still working. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a, a, a big, a big thing then. I was like, I've done it once. I can, I can do it now. And then I think I gradually ended up with my guitar again. And, mm. and then I, the lockdown lifted for a little while and I got a gig booked in. And I played this gig and it was the first time I played a gig since it happened. And that was really overwhelming. And I got on the stage and I just cried. (laughs) (laughs) And I've gone from playing, you know, what, three, four gigs a week, you know, Mm. and then I suddenly just can't even play one. Um, And I, but it's the more I did it, I was like, I need to do it. I need to do it. And so I'd go to an open mic or I'd do something to ease me back in. And eventually I managed to, to get back into the swing of things again, yeah. I'm very grateful for people like you who come to the podcast and they talk about their deep and personal experiences. I think it would give a lot of people who have similar experiences in their life a bit of a hope as well that although those people are important in our lives and we lost them and we're not going to be able to see them again, but there are people out there like me who have the same kind of feeling and yeah. it would definitely help them to in their journey to um, get back up again and carry on with life and I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you.